0: When's the last time you had a good laugh? How often do you incorporate humor into your life? Have you ever considered that humor could be part of personal growth and lead to well being while you have a chronic illness? MS Warrior and podcaster Edie Sohesian is about to tell us about how all this worked for her. Welcome to another episode of Chronically Living. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic illness warrior and a psychotherapist in training. On chronically living and how to make the most of it, we're providing tangible ways to improve the well-being of Spoonies. So get ready to make the most out of your life, even with that pesky chronic illness.
1: everybody. My name is Edie Sohesian. I live in Orlando, Florida currently, but have lived all over um, New England in the United States. Let's see, what else? I am an educator. I work for school district in Orlando, I'm supporting lots of different types of schools, but I've primarily worked with underperforming schools to make sure those kids are getting the best education they can. I am a fellow podcaster. I have the thriving over surviving podcast, which focuses on autoimmune conditions. So thanks for in- inviting me to be here today, Kelsey.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're also a chronic illness warrior. So why don't you take us through your journey?
1: I am. So I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2015, but I've had it probably at least since 2007. I presented with numbness over my entire body, MS hug, if you're familiar with multiple sclerosis, um, some different things like that. And so in, in finding that I had this something I didn't know what it was. I thought after some investigation, it was either MS or maybe Lyme disease. Anyways, I checked myself into the hospital because the neurologists were not helping me out, and I kind of demanded for them <laughs> to figure out what was wrong because I had been like that for six weeks, and I couldn't drive, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, this really good-looking doctor comes into the emergency room. He, is, I, I remember how good this guy looked. That's how attractive. Anyways, it helped so, yeah, they checked me in and did all the, the MRI, the three hour MRI, the lumbar puncture, uh, did all that. And they said, yep, you have MS. So it was Easter Sunday and they said, now you're going to stay here for three more days and do the steroids. So I did that. And so I've had some relapses since then, but not in the last three years, which oh, wow. is Wonderful. Trying to manage with diet and just lifestyle changes in general. And also I did do a couple of DMTs. So I did Lemtrada last and it's so far so good working out. So if I had to do it over again, I would do the same thing. But now if something were to arise, I think I would just
0: continue to manage with lifestyle. Edie is here today because she is an MS warrior who is taking a holistic approach to health in conjunction with using Western medicine. Lifestyle can include a lot of different things. So let's take a listen to some of the changes that Edie has found helpful. Just really being very focused
1: on not being stressed out, having fun and enjoying myself, not overdoing it. I changed jobs. I was a school-based assistant principal. And now I work at the district office. So I'm impacting more schools, but it is less day-to-day stress. I can have a routine where I come to work and leave. I'm not staying until 10 o'clock at night to make sure all the kids get home after the basketball game. And so I also got a puppy and I think she's added a lot of value to my life. I got Lily she's a COVID dog. Uh So I have Had her for a little over a year, year and a month, and just one of the best decisions I've made in a long time. She brings me so much joy, and it's wonderful, although she was acting up when we started the interview, so she is in her crate, little naughty (laughs) girl. But yeah, we'll be playing all afternoons. I just love her. And I've just done a few things different to make sure that I am happy as much as humanly possible.
0: So those are just a few of the lifestyle changes Edie has made to reduce her stress, And in most autoimmune conditions, stress is linked to flares, so that totally makes sense. I also think that pets can bring so much joy to our lives, so definitely worth always considering getting one, in my opinion. So what about well-being? Because that's really what we're here to focus on, right? How can we improve our well-being while having a chronic illness?
1: Well, like I said, the limiting stress was really big, but I needed to add something. And what that has ended up being was so thankful for Netflix because I started watching stand-up comedy and I really I liked it prior, but I really got into it as just something I could look forward to. And I started off, I got a couple specific people that really make me laugh. And I'm sure the listeners will be like, oh, you have that kind of sense of humor. But yes, I do. I'm unapologetic about it because I enjoy it so much. So Crystalia, if you've heard of him, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking he's Canadian, but I'm not sure. So Crystalia, he was my very first and I went to see him live with my brother. He took me for my birthday And since that, I've really even more gotten into it. So, but now my absolute favorite is Tom Segura and his new tour is I'm Coming Everywhere. So yes, that's my sense of humor. And he has a podcast and that's how I got into the podcasting realm because I was really, I really listened to it faithfully every week It's called Your Mom's House. It's sarcastic and they critique silly videos that men make. <laughs> it's so, it's so not what I do every day, right? It's, right. it's not stressful. It, it relieves, it takes me away. You know, some people get that out of reading fiction and I, I personally get that out of, out of the show and out of listening to these, these people do their comedy and it just, it releases me. And so, you know, once in a while I'll buy a ticket and I've seen Tom now three times and I'm going again in, in the fall (laughs) into his new show. And so, yeah, it's really important to me. I'm seeing Nikki Glaser coming up. I'm seeing Bert Kreischer coming up. And I was really during COVID, you know, that kind of ended. And those two shows in particular have been postponed three times. So it's also getting to a point where I'm excited to go do something. It's exhilarating to be, you know, waiting for that show.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And so the last time I saw Tom, I actually got out of my shell a little bit and went down to West Palm Beach to see him by myself. That's how important this has been to me. And I'm not usually somebody that'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do that by myself. I love being alone. No, I like people, <laughs> but I just didn't have anybody to go with me. And it was also COVID. So asking them to you know, do that was a little out of their realm. And this was back in February. So I just was very careful. I masked up, I went to the show and came home. And the um, venue was amazing about it. I had no one to the right or left of me. They sat me individually When they walked people to their seat, they went around others. So I felt very safe at the venue. That was an improv, West Palm Beach improv. Little shout out there to them. And I I don't know, when I left there, I felt exhilarated because it's the thing that brings me so much joy in my life, too. I didn't miss out on it. I went forward and did it. And yeah, it has really sparked a creativity in me that I didn't know that I had also. And I feel very connected to other people that watch the podcast. It's like we have this secret code in common. And when you go to the show, you can tell who watches because people are, you know, more into it and they, they can vibe off of what he's saying a little bit more because they have that relationship with him as a podcaster. So yeah. And it's branched out. Josh Potter's another big one for me. He has a podcast too. And it's so crazy. I feel this connection
0: to them because they have really brought so much to my life. Finding joy is important. For Edie, it's comedy, humor, laughter, getting out, enjoying a good show. Patreon subscribers of the show will get a little more insight into the psychology of how this all works. For that part of the interview, follow the Patreon link in the show notes to to subscribe and get a bunch of other cool content while supporting the show. Our conversation transitioned to core values, which are really important for well-being, especially when we live by them. Probably not a big surprise, but humor is one for Edie. And determining what those are
1: for me, growth and humor. I get such an invigoration out of that, learning from others as I learn from you. Um, learning from you know kids, especially, that really fills my bucket. And this comedy thing. Yeah. So being driven by my values is very, very important to me. It's something that I've come to recognize, especially in my podcast. I really try to promote that because autoimmune disease is not fun. Okay. There's nothing fun about this. And so um, trying to find the little bit of joy that you can definitely for me has come with community for sure. Building upon um, what others have taught me and getting others to see the light that may be possible out of all of the the, the stuff
0: we have to deal with. So. How does Edie integrate humor and laughter into the other parts of her life? Comedy shows are great and all, but that might be difficult to fit in on a daily basis for a lot of people. Plus, some of you might not like watching stand-up or sitcoms, but still appreciate the value of humor.
1: So at work, you know, I'm a pretty personable person, (laughs) so I make sure that I really listen to people and bring up things that might be going on in their life and just talk to them. And we try to integrate as much happiness because also working at a school is very hard work. Yeah. And so if I can bring that humor or just happiness to somebody, because when I go to schools, people are like, why is she here? Like, you yeah, know, what did I do wrong? I call them. They're like, what did I do? I'm like, nothing. And we have a good laugh because you know, it's tough, you know, when your, your boss calls you on the phone and be like, "Eh." so I try to do that. I also, I'm kind of silly. So like I call people Sally just for fun and, you know, it, it just brings a little bit of levity to conversations. And so my family, they always like, Hey, Sally, it's, it's just a thing that we do now. And they know that about me. And I think that it it also fills my bucket to bring other people joy. So if I can do that, it's very powerful. And people want to be around you when you're when you're smiling. I say smiling increases your face value, which I think is from Still, Magnolias, but I can't be 100% sure on that. But it does, it does. So, why not put on the smile? It takes a lot less effort than being angry or putting on that frown. Just keeping that positive mindset is super important. And so, I talk about those things a lot. I talk about the growth and humor value. I talk about bringing joy to your life with other people because they also know that I'm not going to let whatever's going on in their life bring me down. And I'm going to try and move the conversation along to get to that point where we're smiling and enjoying what we're doing. Because life is too short, man. I need to enjoy it. And if I can help other
0: people enjoy it too, even better. I've heard that it takes more facial muscles to frown than it does to smile. So I think Edie might be onto something here. As far as the positive mindset goes, I know that this type of thinking in itself turns some chronic illness illness warriors off. However, that might just be because you're not at the place yet where you can go there. And that's totally okay. Change is slow. That's why I asked Edie how she got to this place where she can have that mindset. Sure. I, at work, I have been very serious
1: and people knew that about me because I'm very task oriented and I want to get things done. So When I switched to the less stressful job, that helped a lot. And it's more, my job is a lot about networking. And so, and getting in that routine was very important too, so that I could just live a more balanced life. So finding the balance, I think was key for me. I make sure that I rest enough so that I'm not tired. Most of the time i having an issue with it this week, but yeah, to get that balance. So I make sure that I go in the pool on the weekend. Like when this interview's over, I'm heading out there. Even though I have things to do, I need to to take that rest time for me and the enjoyment factor, keep that in there. When I was working at my school, I used to leave and call my dad and he'd be like, how was your day? I'm like, interesting. He goes, that is not good. That's not a good answer when you say interesting. And he he would tell me, you need to take 20 minutes in your day and just be for you. He goes, that's not, I'm not talking about lunch break. I'm talking about 20 minutes, like whether you're meditating or having a conversation with somebody that doesn't involve work something with that 20 minutes. And I literally couldn't do that. Mm. I I was very off kilter. I had, so I felt like if I wasn't at work, then the whole school would crumble, which of course is not true, but I put a lot of pressure on myself and I have learned to take that pressure off to say, I can't, or no, no, That was a big one to help with my balance. Instead of saying yes all the time, I leave at a reasonable hour from work where I used to stay very late. So that balance, I think, was key for my own sanity, honestly. When I got MS, I was very stressed out. It was my first year as an assistant principal. I was moving, which is very stressful in and of itself. And I was getting my doctorate. So all of that combined was just such an intense pressure on myself. And so having the core value of growth is a double-edged sword because I'm constantly wanting to improve. And being in that mode is really tough all the time. So I feel like the two, growth and humor, kind of combine to make a more balanced life for myself. And being hyper-focused on that and not forgetting about it is really important. And so, like I said, I schedule those times now. I look online. I make sure that I have the show to go to. I am very astute about what shows are coming out. I mean, I've watched everything on Netflix like three times because it's just it's an important thing to me. I, I shut off all my cable television. So I no longer watch the news. Cause it's very depressing. Yeah. And if I need to find something out, I can look online. And so that is weird for people to understand. They're like, how can you not know what's going on? And I'm like, it is such blissful ignorance I, I used to be addicted to looking at the news every day. I had four different apps on my phone with newspapers from different um, places I traveled in Florida because I wanted to know everything that was going on in education. Every law that was passed, I needed to have all that information so that I was able to do my job the best I could. And not that I can't do my job the best I can, not knowing those things, but I have figured out how to do that. I have one email that comes to me twice a week, and I read through that email, which is about education in Florida, and that's it. That's my news, right? And so just eliminating some, adding some others that I know are personal for me. It is much more important to live my life than live to work. I've learned that I was definitely living to work before instead of working to live. So I had to make some changes because I was continuing to relapse, continuing to be unhealthy, continuing to be stressed out and unhappy. And I wasn't being my true self. And I feel like this is so silly. And some people are going to be like, what? But I feel like MS has kind of saved my life in a way. I was, and not that I'm fit, fit right now, but I was spiraling definitely on a path of very unhealthy behaviors with my eating, the stress, not sleeping right. And because of the MS, I realized I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just living a much more healthy and happy, balanced life now. And as I start to talk to more people in the community, they're starting to find that too. And, you know, building that community of people around me has helped so, so much. So it's not the one thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of different things in there that I've had to do differently um, to get to where I am now. And of course, I'm still trying. I just signed up for the MS Fitness Challenge. So I'm going to start, you know, working out a little bit more and, uh, you know, continue on my uh, health journey. So because that is really never over especially for people like me who've been overweight pretty much my whole life and not wanting to be in that place anymore. I want to, you know, keep living, keep being energetic, keep being able to go to my shows without assistance. And
0: as long as I can. It took balance to get Edie into that mindset. I think that makes sense. We all need balance in our lives And that can be work-life balance, like it was for Edie. I like the Western holistic medicine balance. If you're not working, it could be balanced between rest and activity. And by activity, I mean values-based activity. It could be balanced eating. There are so many aspects of our lives, really all aspects, that require balance. And from balance, we might be able to get ourselves into that quote-unquote healthier mindset. After the break, Edie gives us some tips on how to integrate humor into your life. Chronically Living, we'll be right back. Hey warriors, what if it was possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up deep sea yoga with all that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. This is definitely better than paying for delivery on all those other apps. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make that super healthy smoothie. Instacart can deliver to your front door in as little as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, getting all your favorites on a single order. Instacart even highlights deals so that you can save money. Get all the products you love, hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. They'll pick the freshest produce and they'll keep your eggs safe too. Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions on new items. To get free delivery on your first order over $10, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and help to help support the show. With Instacart, you'll never step foot in a grocery store again.
1: Well, I think the Netflix is a great idea. Or Amazon or any of those, if you, you have access to that. Those are a pretty great outlet to start with because there's so many different genres of stand-up that you can that you can focus on that when you find your niche, then you can really dive in deeper. I am personally am not into comedies. I loved Seinfeld when I was growing up. That was my favorite. And I did watch The Office recently. I binged that. So it, I think it's going to be individual for t- different people, but I say to get out there. I have gone to improv shows. That's a pretty great genre, too, a very unexpected type of comedy. I interviewed somebody the other day that that's her joy. She does the improv. And she's a very regimented human being, but she goes and does the improv once a week. And I just think that that's so brave and, and awesome for her to bring that um, component into her life. So, you know, getting out, if you can, get out and see a show. Uh, I think that that's super important. But yeah, even if you're just reading the comics on Sunday, I, I, I mean, something just to bring a little bit of levity. Into your life. I also love like silly memes. Get into the habit of sending them to people in a text. It brings people joy for sure. For sure. I love getting them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So even just the funny memes, I love it. And since Edie is here, I decided to ask a little bit more as to what personal growth means to her, because I've also found it really important in my health journey.
1: So definitely on the intellectual side for me. I got my master's degree in 2009 and it kind of propelled my career a little bit. And then while I was working for the state uh, department of education, I decided to go back and get my doctorate. So that whole process for me, I couldn't wait to get to class. It filled my bucket, learning the new material, reading all of the Many, many books and articles that you have to read when you go through that process. So that's definitely part of it. The personal growth piece with finding my new balance has really propelled me a lot. The podcasting in general. So I'm kind of new at it. But learning all the different components of what it entails, that new, like, I discovered this new website to help me with this component. That's like, I, I I have to tell people about it. I have to share what that learning is because I'm so excited about that new thing. So it's not just for me learning it, it's applying it and sharing as well. Because when I get to teach somebody else what I've learned, that is like, oh, fills me up, fills my heart up, especially if they're able to use that learning and apply it for something good in their life too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny because I think, I feel like our podcasts are very similar in that way is that we're like, oh, we learn these new things. We got to go share them. Are we going to bring people on to share all these new ideas so that we can help other people? Absolutely, 100%. Learning and then teaching what you've learned. And listeners, I think that you just showing up to listen to this podcast, whether it's your first time here or you subscribe and listen weekly, I think that shows personal growth and it shows that you want to continue to grow. As I always say, change is slow, but totally possible regardless of your current health status. So let's do some lightning round questions. I hope you're ready. I don't know if I am (laughs) there is. Okay. We'll see. Let's see. All right. So first of all, what are the top five songs that describe your life? Wowza. That's a big one.
1: So I love music, right? So pretty much any, my all top five songs are probably going to come from Dave Matthews band. So that's another thing. Like listening to music is Is really big for me when I know that I'm having a day. You're my best friend by Queen. Just so great, right? You're my best friend. I love it, you know? Going back to the Dave, every day, that song I think is so powerful. If you know that song, he just talks about having love around you and not sometimes, but every day. So bringing that to your life all the time is such a, a valuable component because it's really the meaning of life, isn't it? So yeah. Cause you know, I am Aristotle or Plato or one of those guys today, apparently. <laughs> so let's see. Another one is called pig. That's by Dave Matthews. Also. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he just talks about not throwing the day away don't waste that day. Don't wish for the next day is going to be better. Today is when that's going to happen and you need to make the most of it. So those, those three are great to name a couple more is going to be tough for
0: me, great. but those are three. Okay, cool. Yes. You know, I think you're like the second or third guest this season to say Dave Matthews songs. So i Interesting. If you
1: haven't been to a show, which they're here, and I'm not ready for that kind of show yet, that's a lot of humans because there are outdoor venues and like Mm. thousands of people around you. And that's just not for me yet. And so I'm missing that. But man, when you stand there in the crowd and everybody knows this words to every song and every single show is different. So, you know, don't know what to expect the next song to be. And everybody it's like this just amazing vibe where you're with these people and you're coming together and you don't know anybody. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really powerful for me.
0: What's one thing you can't go a day without doing (laughs) laughing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's It's gotta be, it's gotta be the laughing even more than the growth because it, it, it just, you know, brings me joy. What's one thing
0: you plan on doing in your life that you haven't yet?
1: I would say travel probably. I've been to Italy and like randomly my cousin went to study abroad in Italy. And my uncle, my aunt, and I brought her over there. Oh, cool. And so we did like a 10-day three-steady, four-study tour. And it was incredible and something that I never thought I'd get the opportunity to do. And it's so in my grasp if I just plan for it. So hopefully I will get back to doing those kinds of things. I know some people are venturing out, but yeah, but that's it's fair. gonna
0: happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Is there any particular place you want to go?
1: Well, my best friend was living in Dubai for a long time, and I didn't get to go. She's now moving to China. So I'm definitely going to China. I've wanted to go for a long time. I was supposed to go this coming spring, but it might be the next year. So I want to be there. I think there's a lot of history and also to see her in in her habitat there doing her thing. So China for sure is one. I I would go back to Italy in a heartbeat. I want to go to Greece and see those white... I don't you do know, even know the white architecture with the blue water, just amazing. I want to go to Fiji. I love tropical getaways, but probably the very next trip I take is going to be Alaska. Oh cool. I want to do Seattle and then go up on probably a cruise. And go up to Alaska and do some things up there. It just intrigues me. I want to do the snow dogs and the snow, the snowshoes and the walking on the glacier and all that stuff. Cause I don't do that in my daily life. I live in Orlando. It's (laughs) hot as blazes here. Let's go up to the cold for a minute and maybe uh, get a little rejuvenated and my inflammation will reduce. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's so funny
0: because I live in Canada and everybody Mm. up here is like, let's go down to the Southern States uh, for the winter because it's too cold here.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's always what you don't have, right. That you want to explore. So yeah, but I don't want that to stop there either. I've limited myself in the past and I vowed not to do that anymore. So sky's the limit. If somebody says, you know, let's go to India, I got to consider it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Describe your perfect day. Probably is going to include the beach. Um, Waking up to the sunrise is pretty magical, to be honest. I went last weekend just because I needed it. Again, I went alone. I'm so impressed with myself. And my hotel room was actually on the beach. So I could sit on the balcony and watch the sunrise. And it's so special. And then to just go sit on the beach and listen to the waves, that's pretty incredible. I think I'd throw some family members in there and play some board games. Yeah, I'm a dork like that. Nice. I love my board games. Definitely. That's fun for me. And everybody in my family knows so they do it because they love me. <laughs> and yeah, and then, you know, top the night off with some stand up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and a new restaurant. I like to try out new restaurants.
0: So yeah that would be it. That's a great day. Let's do it. <laughs> I actually does sound like a great day. I was thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, like we are so similar. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, like, well, we gotta Everything hang about out that else. day sounds great. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. What and now? then the final question here is how do you inspire others to make the most of their lives? So
1: I think through the podcast and the community, honestly, I, like I said, it's been a little bit of a journey. I started out listening to Clubhouse in... February. And I got in there and I'm like, oh yeah, podcasting. That sounds super interesting because a lot of people were talking about it. And, you know, I was so into your mom's house. I'm like, this might be right up my alley. So I started to investigate and through that, you know, I got on social media. I was always on Facebook, but in Twitter for work, but I really wasn't like invested in it. I was in a couple of groups for MS, but again, not really invested. So now taking a larger role in that, being on Instagram, hearing so many people's stories of triumph and thriving over surviving, right? And that's really what it is. And getting that message out there that even if you are at a point where walking is not an option, what can you do? Right, and always thinking of that. I hate that term "glass half full" stuff. It's so cheesy, but it's kind of true, right? And, and I gotta focus on the things I can do, and and not what I can't. And so I try to portray that in my daily life. I try to be an example of that, and definitely through the conversations I'm having, the community that I am so proud to be a part of, learn from others and hopefully share my knowledge and joy with them. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And
0: Edie, where can we find you and follow you?
1: Let's see here. So again, I'm on Instagram. I have two um, Instagrams. One of them is thriving over surviving podcast. And the other one is my name, Edie E D I E, Sohesian, S O H I G I A N. That's me. And you can find me on Facebook as well. Same names, both places. There's a page in a, a member group and my uh, personal page. I also have a website. It is thriving dot There is a link to that in my bio and Instagram. And you can also catch my podcast, Thriving
0: Over Surviving. Yeah, that would be great to have some listeners. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on, Edie. This has been great. Yes, thanks so
1: so much, Kelsey. It's been an honor being on and getting to know you. It's been great too.
0: I hope you feel inspired to add a little bit of humor to your life and to try to figure out what personal growth might look like for you. I do have a couple of notes on humor that I acquired from an existential well-being counseling course I took. I know that's quite a mouthful, (laughs) but here's the rundown. First, the benefits of humor are that you can reconcile your limitations while putting them into perspective and perhaps even overcoming some of them. Humor literally provides relief and can be super helpful in difficult situations, like living with a chronic illness. There are four different types of humor. Group forming, which occurs when everyone in the group makes jokes with and about each other in order to promote those positive social relationships. The second is self-referencing humor, in which we use it to cheer ourselves up, and it helps us with some emotional regulation. Third is aggressive humor, which is often sarcastic, and we may use it in a way That has little concern for the well-being of other people. And finally, there's self-ridiculing humor, in which we make fun of ourselves in order to entertain other people. Now, the only two types of humor that are actually helpful for our well-being are the first two, group forming and self-referencing. So just keep that in mind as you try to make yourself a little happier. And as Edie said, smiling increases your face value. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can find all the links for Edie and everything for her show and the show in the show notes. Take care and keep making the most of it. Special thanks to Nicole Skira for the original music and to Charity Williams for the original artwork.